Hi, welcome to Life Take Shape. I'm Denise Mullane. And I'm Trisha Beckham. Join us as we discuss what has shaped our lives so you can get your life in shape. Well, Denise, I'm very excited for our special guest today. Uh, one of my oldest and dearest friends. I mean, not, oh. like, my, not like my Denise friend, but I've known oh. <laughs> longer. Yeah. So Michelle, Michelle wins the the prize, <laughs> the booby prize for having to put up with me yeah. for longer than you have. So it's a sad I'm sorry, story. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same boat, though. So, I you know. know. And, <laughs> so, oh, to my sh- goodness. <clears throat> Thank Glad you. to have you. Thank you so much. And oh, my so- gosh. I can't wait to, like, unpack all this. Uh-oh. There's going <laughs> to be a lot there, I feel like. There's a lot of unpacking to be done, I tell you this. And uh, Michelle has a unique career path. I think it's fascinating for where she began and where she is and all that. But I will let you get started. And I, for- I mean, <clears throat> I forgot that. This, the story of how Michelle and I met is one of Michelle's favorite stories because she likes uh, to tell it. So okay. I was going to tell the story, but I was like, you know what? Michelle does such a better job telling the story. <laughs> I really don't. So okay. anyway, I'm going to let we'll turn you it get to Michelle started. then yeah. and say, <laughs> yeah. where in the heck did you meet this crazy girl? <laughs> <laughs> we met, it was my sophomore year in high school, her freshman year in high school. And we were in algebra. I'm sure it was my like second or third time taking oh. algebra because <laughs> I couldn't pass the class. Beside <laughs> the point. And she sat behind me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I I think on my way to school that day or that morning, or maybe it was the night, it was the night before, I heard her on the radio. <gasps> and it was like, I never really talked to her before. I'm like, I think I heard you on the radio last night. <laughs> I always, so first of all, can we just pause right there? Because I have always told Trisha that she should be a DJ. Okay. Oh, my God. To, okay, to just perfect. To, just to clarify, this, no. isn't, this isn't any radio station. Oh, yeah. let's, was, let's be specific about, this was big time yeah. celebrity radio for Trisha. Wow. wow. So cool. <laughs> So what there, was she? Wait, what was it? Wait, what radio? Can you say? K, Are we allowed K, to say the radio station? We're going to. It was yeah, okay. K R O Q, and yeah. K R O Q is like the premier station in the late eighties, early nineties. That 90s. is awesome. So, anyways, go ahead, Michelle. K Rock, we called it, but yes, K Rock. K R O Q are the call letters. K Rock, so, yes. She was dedicating a song to her boyfriend. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that brings me way back. Forward, I don't know. We just, I started inviting her to my parties and because yeah. I was driving by then. So, yeah. We were, yeah, we were. Wow. Oh, my God. From that day forward, uh, but I, I, can't I feel even. like I feel like I should flesh out the story. So I was not dedicating a song to him. This yeah. was you. You called in to put back together a relationship that had been broken. So oh. he had broken up with me because he liked somebody else, and I was like, "But I still love him." So I called in. It was like Love Line at night, and I called KROQ, and I was like, "My boyfriend broke up with me, and I still love him, and I'm 14, and I'm pretty sure that we should be together forever." <laughs> 
they said, okay, well, is it okay if we call him? And so I was like, yeah. And so, you know, they do the three-way call, which was, yes. like, this was groundbreaking in 89 when this happened. And so but the other person's totally blindsided by the call, right? Totally. They don't know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they call him and now I'm on the phone and they're like, so Mark, and you know what the saddest part of the story is <laughs> that he recently passed away he died last year of what? liver cancer oh he my died goodness. last year of liver cancer just to that be a bummer so yeah sad. and it was so sad and heartbreaking because he was literally like my first first boyfriend but anyways they said well well mark would you be willing to go on you know one last date with trisha and he's like yeah okay and so they gave us tickets to go to not scary farm <laughs> <laughs> what a cute date though <laughs> and then we found we found a hundred dollars walking around and he kept all the money. And that's when I knew it was over. He didn't give me my cut, my 50%. But anyways, may he rest in peace. That's the end of the story. Okay. All right. So when jumping, that's like a heck of a springboard for us to jump (laughs) from. But so Michelle, when you were, you were just basically like, Hey, I heard you on the radio. You seem like a cool person to chill with. Like, Basically, yeah, you guys like guys became friends off of that. Yeah, yeah. Our friendship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So then, now that since we're talking about your high school, like you're saying, oh, I probably took algebra like two times. Um, At least, yeah. So, <laughs> so would you say you were sort of like a B average student in high I, you school, know, it was or like because <clears throat> school wasn't hard for me? I just didn't care about it. Yeah. Okay. I get so, that. Yeah. I was yeah. just I had alternate plans for high school and it wasn't an education <laughs> gotcha it was partying and hanging yeah. out and I had a right. great time in high school yes <laughs> that is amazing so then when you were like when you were a senior then or sorry I should say when you were like a junior were you all up in the scene of like everybody's like doing the SATs and like nope. oh, where am I going to college okay nope. no oh Never even curious about it. Nope. <laughs> and it's interesting because my dad went to night school you know while I was growing up so college was not like at the forefront for my family mm-hmm. my I was raised to live life to the fullest I was uh, not raised about education gotcha okay and, yeah okay so my, yeah my parents are all about being happy and being happy with yourself and being happy with relationships I that's, love that that's like totally like hippie like hang out peace and love and yes. everybody just like live for today I, that's an awesome that's like totally different perspective than Trisha and I have talked about I, in our beginning <laughs> of our podcast right but now I can see why you guys are friends, though. I get that. <laughs> well, and Michelle, I have to be honest that Michelle, this is this is a sad story, but Michelle's family was the first time that I went to somebody's house where the parents were still married mm-hmm. and and sat down with them and went, oh, my God, people can be married and be happy and, like, have a family and eat dinner together and, like, enjoy oh. each other. Like, Lowell and Carol are the real deal. Like they, they, are. they are the real deal. They are super nice people just, but they've also been um, financially sound like their whole lives. And they, they actually built like a VRBO business before it was even a thing up in big bear. So they haven't struggled financially. So even with that mindset of having relationships, they still have figured out the financial puzzles. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, they weren't millionaires, but they yeah. lived a comfortable life. A they life. had a very no, nice yeah. house. Yeah. I, I mean, the garage sales growing. Up, which I didn't know was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Okay. That's, that's Dave Ramsey. That's a Dave Ramsey <laughs> strategy right there. <laughs> and my parents have been together since they were 14 and they're still <gasps> the best of friends. And yeah, they're the cutest. Oh thing. my God. But Do you have siblings? I mean, Is it just also, you? 
Sorry. No, I have an older brother. Okay, got it. But I also <clears throat> grew up thinking this was normal. But of course. Yeah. I thought everyone that got married gets that. Gets stayed stays married till ever, forever and, and ever. Married to their yeah. best friend and they treat each other respectfully. And I didn't know it was a phenomenon at all. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk, we're gonna talk about that more in a little bit okay. yeah. later on in some of my questions. But so then when you were in high school, did you have like a part-time job or anything oh, like that? Or lots of jobs. Yep. I was like a okay. school teacher. I worked at the tanning salon. I worked at Togo's, it's a sandwich shop. Oh, yum. Delicious. I always had a job because my parents didn't buy me anything. So, and I still lived in Orange County. So, obviously, I yeah. still wanted a lot of things. Yeah, you're like, I still yeah. got to work. Right. Yeah, so, right, I right. always, always, from 14, you know, got my work permit, freshman year, always, always had a job. Yeah. And I loved working. I loved, you know, all of it. Just having my own money and my own independence. And, you know, I was a second child also, and both my parents worked full time. So, I did have a lot of independence. Right. Oh, yeah, because they were working or you had an older brother. You're like, oh, hey, I'm on my own kind of yeah. a thing. I oh, got to. OK, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So then where were you? Well, I know we don't want to really talk about company names at this point, yeah. but were, were you working at your you weren't working at your current job when you met your ex? No, correct? I actually okay. met him. I um, was a preschool teacher out of high school and then realized they make zero money and I couldn't mm -hmm. even move out of my parents' house being a sure. preschool teacher. And I was pretending to go to college for a few weeks just to suffice my parents, whatever. They're like, you can stay at home and live here if you're going, if you're in school. Well, then they saw my books not move for, you know, a week or so. <laughs> they're like, mm, something's up here. So then I literally had to move out. So I moved in with some girlfriends that was a nightmare and got a, um, a job in an office as a secretary. It okay. was not, it was not a nightmare. It was the funnest place to party. So <laughs> oh, I, I bet really it was. Know. I, I know bet it was. Talking about. It was great for me. I had a great time there. So. <laughs> well, you just come and go. Like, you know. <laughs> you're like, hey, I'm here for the party. Okay, I'm going yeah, home. Michelle's like, I can't stand these bitches. And I'm like, <laughs> looks, oh looks God. good to me. I don't From know. From the outside. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So was yes. it, it was like a normal then 40 hour work week at this. Yes. Yeah, like an office job. It made really good money immediately and like I think I started there in like February and September is my birthday and I remember this guy walked in for an interview and we instantly became good friends he got the job and I was like in his office all the time ended up being his secretary 15 or 13 years older than me and hmm. within a year you know was engaged to him oh wow that's yeah. fast yeah oh my goodness okay <laughs> yeah. gotcha. It was like a package deal for me. He was, you know, he had a good job. He owned a house. He was ready for a family. Hmm. You know, no 21-year-old is ready for all that. And I was Oh, definitely not. I had already yeah. partied, partied and partied, so I didn't need to do that anymore. Right. And so guys your age were just still in that mode, and you're like, I'm yeah. kind of over this at this And point. I was right. mad in sense. love with somebody that wasn't ready for all that, and I was. Uh -huh. Yeah, and so I just thought, oh, if I move on, maybe he'll come chase me. Oh, he didn't chase me, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Things, okay, so I I need to jump in here. out a little bit. <laughs> so the first thing I want to know is, how did you get that first job? Was it like a temp agency, or remember, you just remember? I was like nannying for that Mormon family. Yes, yeah. They, it was her friend that actually Got was it. the office manager there that gave me an interview. Yeah. Okay, so that was my first question. My second question is, can I tell the story of your first date with your ex-husband? Of course. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, so, I, I do know this. I do know this. So okay. 
uh, it was an all night party at Michelle's house on this particular day. So it was like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And I was still there from the previous night with, hmm. I feel like four or five other people that didn't live there. And so For we sure. were all just sitting around like, yeah, so breakfast, what do we want to do? And Michelle's like, I got to go. I'm going on a date. And we're like, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Where are you going? She's like, we're going bungee jumping. And we're like, what? Who? wait, what? <laughs> we're going bungee jumping. We're like, with who? She's like, this guy that I work with and we're like mm, I don't know we need to we need to check him out and she's like okay well whatever he'll be here soon so we're like all right so like the three of us are crowded around the door and, <laughs> like waiting uh, waiting for this like guy to waiting. show up and they and literally he's got like the white new balance shoes on he is Steve Carell in crazy oh, stupid love That's, he was like dressed like that and we're like uh, we're gonna, that's a hard no for us. <laughs> <laughs> you can go bungee jumping, but that's a negative. Anyways, right. now he is a very fun loving, nice New York kind of guy. But at the time when we saw him and how old he was, we were like, what in the world is happening? But he was taking her bungee jumping. So we're like, oh, he's an adventure seeker. This is good. Maybe we'll be quiet. But anyways, that's, that was our... <laughs> That, that was our first introduction. Crazy. And yeah. that was your first date, Michelle. Well, the first date so, really one, was one a Christmas first. party that he got the DUI and I had to pick him up from jail. The next oh, 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 even better. Wow. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that I did not know. That I did not know. <laughs> yeah, that was like the official, it turned first. into a first date where we were at the Whiskey in LA, you know, at two in the morning and yeah. Things got a little crazy. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. All righty. So he was more, he really, even though he was older than you, he was really more on your, your maturity level. Like you he guys were like most like, men. Most com men yes. Right, 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 yeah. right. Okay. All right. Got it. That yes. is amazing. So yeah. then after you were, so this was like a, within a year you guys were engaged. So we yep. were both yep. still working at the same place or had you no, moved on? No, to no, no. I was like transferred down to La Jolla because we opened a new office down there and they made me office manager. So I was moving up really fast. And then they're like, oh, if it doesn't work out down there, you can always come back. Well, I commuted down there for like six months from La Jolla to Orange County, which is like 70 miles. Oh yeah. yeah that's kind of far. And, okay. um, realized I wasn't going to move down there. So then I'm like, Oh, can I come back to the company? They're like, well, no, because now it's a conflict of interest. Cause now we know that you're dating him. So then um, I left the company and went to, I don't know, I think a mortgage company or something after that. And I always got my jobs where, because I did these on the job training programs through high school mm -hmm. where they teach you how to interview and they teach you just life skills in general to get jobs. Yeah. So I have never, done a, a job interview and not gone that's awesome maybe like, i need to take one of those classes <laughs> i think i might i think i may I need think that. it should be a standard in every high school i don't even know yeah it's like an it was a great yeah it was a great program i did it too um yeah. michelle took the preschool track yeah but i took the travel agent track and so I learned how to, I worked at a travel agency after school. So like your senior year, you got out at like noon and then you'd go to your job site. Mine was a travel agency and I would go there and book trips. This was before Travelocity and Expedia. So now these things don't exist, but it was the best, most fun. Like, I don't think I got paid. Michelle, you didn't get paid for doing that, right? No, I got paid at the preschool. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah. 
but no, I didn't get paid for the. That's super interesting. I wonder yeah. if that's kind of like, do you guys have like, it's called BOCES? Like in, for your high school, have you ever heard of that? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, maybe it's kind of like that where you, you go and you have like offsite training from high school. It's just totally off topic here, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but that's like cool. You actually thing. went and worked at the agency though. Yeah. Like these are more, really it's more of like a. It was a great program. It was a great program. So like Michelle said, they just teach you these job skills and life skills. And yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then when you were at this more, so moving sort of in the time frame of that. Yeah. So when you, did you become engaged then after you moved to this new job? Like what was was sort of the timing? And I did a couple jobs because the mortgage company, that office closed. And then I went and worked for a housing developer for a, a while. And that was. I worked there, I think, three years. So through my marriage and until I got pregnant, I worked with um, this housing development company that I loved that company. And wow. we, yeah, it was just, you know, a whole different Well, what style. kind of like were you doing like marketing? Were you sale? Like, what, or you just kind of do all different? Like when you go into the offices to pick out all of your upgrades and stuff when you buy a brand new home, mm-hmm. I would like help them and keep them organized with that. And um, okay. Yeah. Oh, that I yeah. feel like that kind of sets you up for what you're doing now. Kinda, yeah. Like that, a you know, things, yeah, <laughs> segue into. Yeah, Neat. definitely. Okay. Yeah. And right. then I got pregnant um, with my first baby that she didn't survive, but I didn't work after that. So okay. um, I was home for 10 years. So I had two more healthy, big, fat boys. <laughs> they were <laughs> chunky. They were Aww. chunky little monkeys. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, can be. They and were. I they were. stayed at home, but I couldn't stay at home because my husband worked from home. So oh. in order to stay somewhat sane, yeah, you had to go. I just started volunteering. And I volunteered at the church. I volunteered. Um, there was this guy that he does like, children's Christian music and I was on his board of directors and I just did a lot of volunteering. I did, you know, the whole vacation Bible school for the whole church. And, and then as my kids got older, I was the PTA president and just planned all of these big events. And um, right. So you were like super involved in other things, not necessarily making you money, but making you like personally contributing to society. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Personal wealth. I saw all these moms spending the days at the mall and I'm like, oh, I am God, not a no. shopper. I don't like right, shopping. No. I don't want to spend my husband's money. Like that's not who I am. Yeah. So I went and found other things to do. And she was that's busy. Awesome. She was busy all the time because I think there was a period where I wasn't working. Cause I was probably getting my master's. And so I would hang out with Michelle. I had, you know, my youngest son and we would go hang out with Michelle, but she was busy, 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 busy. And I was just like, girl, how are you doing all this with two kids? Well, She's because like, not even a problem. She just well, went and did it all. It was pretty That's amazing. what I was going to say. Cause you probably were feeling personally fulfilled. Either that or you're running away from something. I don't know, but you <laughs> probably were feeling for really sure both. fulfilled for sure both. Yeah. doing those things for yeah for your community and also showing your kids like doing good work for people not necessarily getting paid is like a good way, good yeah. way to, be, oh, yeah. to grow up. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I, I miss all of that. I mean, <laughs> right. Which, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. So then like how far into your, I mean, I know we're going to get a little bit personal here. So then how, like, like say how many years into your marriage before you guys, you kind of figured out like, mm, so year, year 10, well, 
as I got older, because there was such an age difference, I didn't even know what the word narcissist meant. Okay. I didn't even know what it looked like, but it was always there looking back now. And mm-hmm. um, just very controlling situation, like horrible example, but I always give this example, Trisha's 30th birthday, just a bunch of girls. And I got to the hotel and there was no credit cards in my wallet. Oh, yeah. Goodness. So it was. He he stripped just... the entire wallet, just uh... not, except for her ID. Yeah. And it was just like. And that is horrible. You're looking at your friends going, hi, I'm here for the weekend. And by the way, my husband took all my credit cards. Right. Like I'm a grown woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's insane. So it, was, it wasn't like something you could outline see from the outside <laughs> of what he was doing, but it was always there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But still at this time you were, you were doing all this volunteer thing. You hadn't looked to get into your current job where yeah. you are now. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you during, was it during the divorce that you were like, oh, okay, maybe I need to get a job no, or was it I after that? Or married year 10, <clears throat> I got a, had a frustrating day with him and how embarrassed I was because it, you know, he had like drug issues and I'd have to lie to my friends of where he was because I was so embarrassed of, his lifestyle that I I didn't understand and I was realized I need I need to go so that day Mm. I left the house like just called him he was on the golf course I'm like I'm leaving you (gasps) so I was only gone like six weeks or something I stayed at my friends and my parents and I had no plan I just knew I wasn't I wasn't gonna stay there I wasn't myself anymore I was becoming smothered and just this little mouse of a person because of the embarrassment more than anything. Okay. And um, so then I went back home because my kids were little, little at that time. They were, I don't know, probably Daniel was going into first grade maybe mm. about that. So they were still little. And yeah. then, and then I started looking for a job and I got a job right away in this office building and the lady was total, total bitch. And she wanted to hire me full time. And I was like, this is a toxic environment. What am I doing here? But yeah, I don't want to go from one toxic place to another toxic place. And then I had a friend that works for my current company and they were doing these floor sets, like overnight floor sets for holiday and stuff. And she's like, do you want to come help one night? And then you can get a discount for a couple of weeks, you know, buy your holiday gifts, whatever. I'm like, yeah. So I went and helped set up their holiday. And then the next day they're like, can you come back? And the next day they're like, can you come back? Oh, and okay, then wait, I-, I have a question. What is a holiday set? So, like, if you, the whole store just flips over to holiday in one night. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, And you wake up, like, when you go to the mall one day or you go to a store one day and it looks one way and then you go yeah. the next day, you wonder, how does that happen like yep. that? <laughs> and we there you go. And get a <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And so I just stayed. And then they let me work part-time, like, nine to one, three days a week while my kids were still little. Mm. And I was still the PTA president and doing all that at this time. They let oh, me it sounds a- like you had like a good balance though with yeah. that, even though you were going through this horrible thing in your personal life, but between <laughs> work life and but your kids, like you were able back, to do that for your kids. Yeah. And I went back ho- home. I decided I'm going to tough this out. I'm going to make this work for- until my kids m- move out until they're adults. Oh, I, that was my mindset when I went back. I'm like, you know, this is very negative. I don't want my kids to have this negativity in their lives. I have to make this work. Wow. Uh, so I just, yeah, went back and <laughs> closed my eyes. <laughs> Did what you had to do, yeah. sounds like. And uh, which, you know, I had summers off. Like, it was a great situation. And then I did that for years until my youngest was in sixth grade. 
And he's like, mom, you can't be at the school this much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He can hike. Yeah. You're grounding me. Realization. (laughs) Like, oh, mom's here again. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then I, this amazing guy came in one day to help me do something at work. We had this big project where you just like pull a bunch of crap back that, you know, not selling or whatever. You send it to the warehouse or whatever. And this guy was sitting with me for two, three days, helping me. Amazing guy. And I'm, you know, tell my life story day one always. So we got to know each other really well. <laughs> and then at the end of the week, he's like, by the way, I'm redoing this whole leadership team. Do you want to be a leader? Which is a manager. Oh, and I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea who he was. I thought he was like a stock guy from just a different building, you know? <laughs> sure. Is he like the, the man, like the president of the company? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I had no idea who yeah. he was. And I'm like, yeah. oh, crap, what did I tell this guy? You know? <laughs> And so I'm like, well, you know, I'm still president at the kids' school. He's like, well, when is that done? I'm like, June 10th. He's like, so June 11th? <laughs> you good with that? And I'm like, yep. So then I started working full time. And he started sending me on all these projects. And he just liked my energy and liked my work ethic and um, pushed me out there. Right. And that was, yeah, like year five, I was with the company by that point. That is so cool and fascinating that you just, it seems like you come across these people in your life that sort of, like you're already ready for whatever that person's ready to say, like you need to do. Like, you know what I mean? You're open. You're very open to I'm very things. open. Trisha can yeah. to that. I'm very open. Yeah, she yeah. is. I it's love like, that. Do you want to? Sure. Yes. Do you want to? Sure. Yeah. She's a, yeah, she's a yes girl. There's right. a yes I was just going to say, yes you're a yes girl. Oh my yes. gosh. And I can only, and I'm just in talking to you and like hearing all this, I'm like, I'm so, no, I'm a no person. <laughs> I need to get out of no and into yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to make this about me, but I'm like a light bulb literally just went off in my head. Like, whoa, seriously, that's amazing. And, it's taken you, and now you've been there how many years now? I'm sorry. Four, 14 years. And so yeah. once, yeah, I got out there and met more people in the company. And then they started sending me on these like escalated situations. So with the client, super angry about something they would send me in to calm the person down and make everything okay and the way I learned over the years is just they just want an answer they want you to figure out the problem they don't want you coming they don't want you to come to them with the problem right they want you just to have the solution exactly yeah and I would just smile and make light of you know like yeah they would send me like whitefish Montana they sent me like the craziest places jeez you're like de-escalate. You're sending in Michelle to de-escalate. Yes. <laughs> and, and you have to see, it's it's one of those things where if somebody doesn't know Michelle, they're like, oh, okay, no big deal. But she's so well suited for that because she's <laughs> never, she's never defensive. I, Mich- I've never heard Michelle be defensive. And there's been times I've been like, listen, <laughs> and she's just like, like she's not a defensive person, and she does. She just has this very bubbly personality. Where I mean, yeah, you you can't be mad if Michelle's standing in front of you. You cannot remain angry. It's impossible wow. to do. She's like a calming presence. She is. Oh. She is. I, but she's not calming. She's not calming. She's no, like, I, I'm pretty high energy. I was yeah, like, she's like so like like she forces you to stick a smile on your face because she's so freaking happy she's so happy and life's so good like you better get on board because i'm here or now like, 
Right, right, right. Okay. All right. So calming was the wrong. I'll think of a better word before I the end. I think of the job. word, but yeah, she's not, she's not calming. She's almost like, let's get this party started. And you're like, I want to be uh, at the party. <laughs> I don't want to be left out. Yeah. What's happening here? Gotcha. Okay. So then oh. by this point, you know, I've been a leader now for a year or so, and I start doing all these projects. And some of the projects are where you're opening a new store, but these stores are like, how do you describe them? They're almost like the size of a hotel. They're so big. Mm-hmm. And so I would go and then within a day or so, they would put me in charge of things. Oh. And then one time, <laughs> like, like, let her take over. <laughs> yeah. And then one time this lady had to leave because her like father-in-law was passing away. So I took over like all of the outdoor, which you can imagine how much that is for this company. Yeah. It was probably, you know, 30,000 square feet of oh. outdoor that you have to set up you know in living styles and little vignettes and all of that and so they just handed me a map and they're like here you go she needs to leave and then as I was doing that I met this gal Sandy who was one of our vice presidents and she's like we have some other projects I like to talk to you about and I'm like okay that sounds great and then one of the projects was sending me to Australia no (laughs) way yeah it's crazy she that is blowing my mind how cool that is and then I kept going back to my friend Jose who's the one that made me became a lead in the first place I'm like what did you tell them he's like no you did this he's like I didn't tell them anything (laughs) I didn't didn't believe him because he was always one that was pushing me forward and put me in these amazing situations yeah when this came up I just thought he had done that again he's like nope (laughs) I had nothing to do with this and then, yeah, so I went to Australia and put this amazing house together and obviously had an amazing time and spent my life savings to stay there longer and go to the Great Barrier Reef and, <laughs> you know, do all that. And while I was there, I met this gal and she's like, just oh, wait, can I just point out that she said gal twice? I know. <laughs> I, Thank I you. I don't even know who talks Love like it. that. Like, <laughs> you guys are like. Michelle and I do. <laughs> You guys are like uh, Lucy. It's like I love Lucy. Lucy and Ethel here. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm vibing here. Fine by me. Fine by me. These gals. And if you want to sing the song, that. Camptown Races, sing that song, Duda. Do I don't know. In there, do there's that. gal. The word gal. But anyway, so two two that's notes. Harsh. Two notes that I want to. <laughs> want to add in here is one yeah. Jose has been Michelle's greatest champion all of these years and that's yeah. why I think when they're friends and she even said to me when she was listening to the episode when we interviewed Skiz she said that's how her relationship is with Jose but they're they're closer than Skiz because they still work together but Jose has been Michelle's biggest champion for sure and then the second thing is I think these were their flagship stores weren't they they were yeah. like flat this is where, this is who we are yes, in yes. our entirety. entirety. Yes. And one of them was in New York. Did you go to yeah, New York? Yeah, we have one in Flatiron now. Yeah. Or was Flatiron now? It's in the meatpacking. Meatpacking. So, yeah, yeah. And can I just say that before we were talking, I went, I was online this weekend and I saw these, like, <laughs> I didn't realize, I honestly did not realize yeah. what palatial places these stores are. I was like, is, yeah. is it a hotel? Yeah, is no. It, is it a, like, Oh my god, I was blown away. I had yeah, no clue. Wine bars and restaurants yes, and people yes. get engaged on the rooftops. Yeah. Yeah. So freaking cool. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So then back to Australia. So when you were on that trip for work, you yes. said you stayed longer I'm, for yeah, your I stayed longer. like a vacation. <laughs> yes. Used yeah. all my life savings to stay in Australia as long as possible. Yes. And luckily there was a 
great gal that was willing to do all that with me that I love and adore. And but when I was there, there was this gal that, you know, was running the show there for in Australia, running the project. And she's like, someday this is going to be a full-time position. Do you think you'd be interested? I think you're perfect for this role. I'm like, heck yeah. And a year later, she calls me and just said, this position is yours if you want it. Oh, my goodness. So now I do this full-time, just traveling, doing, putting whole homes together. And yeah. That's the cool. I have goosebumps. That <laughs> yeah. is the coolest. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. Oh my just, God. You know, it happens so organically. In my company, every position you have to like interview four or five times for. Oh. I've never, I never interviewed once for this company. I never filled out an application for this well, company. Well, I think your track record now has, you know, spoken for itself. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably, if you had an interview, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. She doesn't ever want to leave because she doesn't want to ever go through the interview process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And it also helped me, you know, when I did go through my divorce, it was such a security for me. They were just, you know, they, I had a good job. So I did feel okay with leaving and um, I didn't <laughs> look back the second time I left. Now, I, I, I had a plan and I stuck to it and can we talk about the plan? Because I, I think the plan's important because I think if somebody's listening and they're they're in a marriage and they, well, they want to get out of it, but they don't have a college degree and they're kind of stuck being the PTA president, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and like it's just, talk about your plan. Can you, can you? Well, it, I think it depends what kind of situation you're in. I, like I said, I felt myself suffocating. I felt myself, and by this time I'm what, 42 years old about, and I just looked at my kids one day. I'm like, this is their example of a healthy marriage. That's mm. not okay. They need to know that. They need to know their mother's stronger than this. And I just prepared my family more than anything. Like I went and sat my parents down. Like this time I'm doing this. I set them down in September. I didn't leave the house till February. By this time we had, you know, bought a big house and built it ourselves and, you know, been there 15 years and supposedly it was our dream home. And Everyone's like, you can't leave that house. I'm like, I don't care about the house. About it's, the house, right? Yeah, was, yeah, not a good environment for me. And and my kids yeah. didn't know it. We didn't yell or scream at each other. It was all this underlying. You yeah, know, that's very true. I don't even know how to describe it. Just, I feel disrespect. like that's probably got to be harder than even just having a yelling and screaming fight because at least then it's out there and yeah. open. Whereas there was this no is yell. Like, I was, I'm like... a German from North Dakota. No one yells and screams. <laughs> yeah, like. He's still an Italian. He would love to yell and scream, but I never would do that. Right. You know, I just held it all in and held all my feelings in. (gasps) Again, Trisha, this is, I, Michelle and I need to hang out. I know. I tell you, I know. And I would be, she would be telling me like, my marriage is so bad. I'm so unhappy. And I'm like, you should come over to my house because we're like about to kill each other. We are yelling and she would be like, no. And so it was hard. It was hard when she would say that because you really couldn't see it. Now, I wasn't, I lived in San Diego, so I would come up to her house and there were like some things that you would see, like I, when she says underlying, she means serious underlying. So like, you know, Michelle would say something and he would kind of discount that she even spoke. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Mm Like she just, there was no significant, I, I don't know. He just did not, um, 
in communication, we call it, it's disconfirming and confirming. When you confirm somebody, you say you matter and your opinion matters. He was very disconfirming that she just had no voice. She yeah. had nothing to add, nothing to say, um, nothing, nothing to, nothing to relevant. contribute, nothing yeah, not, relevant right. nothing to contribute. And if and she that... did try to talk, he would kind of talk over her and minimize oh. what she said, but it was all very, but he was a nice guy. He was friendly. Like I would bring my kids over there. He'd make all the kids milkshakes and sit them in front of the TV. He was always cooking Italian dinner. Oh, right? yeah. So there was all these, these behaviors that on the surface looked normal and almost like you were like, wow, I wish my husband would cook, you know, <laughs> right. balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you had to kind of dig underneath that and look. And their house was, I mean, it was a million-dollar house. It was beautiful. I spent many a times there. And then when we moved back to Arizona, we would go vacation there. It was great. (laughs) So I was like, you know, are you sure you're unhappy? Because your marriage is actually functioning well for me. Right. (laughs) For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just move in and make everything okay. (laughs) I think think that's true. But, uh, Michelle, there were some, I mean, your plan was more intricate that because you had to put money away you had to get your own bank account you had to start yeah. putting paychecks in it was this all part of it and then no that was kind of last minute because he can paid every bill so he would have known right away if my paycheck was missing okay. so that same week I coordinated it so as I was telling him the new automatic deposit was already going into my new account okay so I didn't then- really have a ton of money set aside at all I was just a little bit here and there that I could stash, but not like paychecks until. And then, I... where did you move? Where did you go? Not to an apartment because you didn't have no, enough. Yeah, with my parents. Yeah, and then. I, Thank and God then, you had that good support there, though, that you were able. They to didn't understand. My mom yeah. did not understand. She's like, "He's the father of your children. Is is he beating you?" That was her first question. Or is he beating you? Like, <laughs> like no. You're like no. emotionally, yes. Yeah. Emotionally, right. he is beating me to a pulp. And mm-hmm. my mom didn't see it probably until like three years later when she finally is like, I'm ready to divorce him. I mean, she was still sitting with him at church for a while. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, mom, you need to pick a side. And she, you know, then she and goes, it better oh. be mine. <laughs> but, now, but now she tells stories where she did see it. She oh, does remember oh, conversations oh. where he was, you know, saying things that were very hurtful and demeaning and underlying, right. you know, and it's, and I, I know, and, I hear those examples now all the time. Um, right, but when you're in the middle of it, it is kind of, sometimes it is hard to see. Well, and things. also, they're not going to say anything. Like, yeah. oh, your husband shouldn't be saying that to you. No mm-hmm. one says that. Right, no, no one yeah. does say that. No. But that also had to be hard for you because you're knowing, like, you're having all the success at work, right? And you're like, but I'm doing great. I'm a, I know I'm a great person. Maybe... Like, how can I go home and then be in this situation where these things are happening? But yet, when I go to work, I'm, I'm it. I'm the, I'm the woman. Like, I, <laughs> well, I do you know what I'm saying? That. Like that, like. I never felt that way. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Okay. Well, yeah. but, but, but I guess my point is you were, you knew your self-worth. Like, I yeah. Thri- yeah. I was definitely thriving in my company. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I did feel that. Yes. Right. I right, think right. she was starting to realize that she had worth outside of being a wife and a mom. Well, Do you know what right. I mean? So, I don't know. If yeah. you, my experience, what I've heard is like in h- how the household ran. If I left the house for any reason other than to do something or to be with my family, I was being selfish. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was always that way. So then when you traveled for work, did he get annoyed that you were out of town for work? 
Yeah, he would tell my mom he feels like a single father, but yet he liked the money. Well, all right. I was just going to say, well, you like the paycheck coming in, right? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, and I just have to, I have to touch, I have to touch on that because I think there's a lot of women that don't travel. They don't go anywhere. They don't cultivate their relationship. Frustrating to me as a woman who makes it a priority to travel, who makes it a priority to go places and take care of myself. I absolutely despise it when I hear that men do that, because you know what, that's never okay. And we all need self-care moments. We all need trips with our girlfriends. We all need time to be fulfilled as just a woman, not as a wife and a mother. And I swear, I don't mean to be on my soapbox, but I am so tired of meeting women that have kids, even in, you know, junior high or high school. And they're like, no, I, you know, my family needs me, but uh, yeah, they do, but you're there all the time. So take a break. Feed your soul. Like, right. They you need you. You, you need <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. I just, mm, oh, it just makes me so, so mad. Oh, we touched so on something here. I know. <laughs> I know. Women need to do a better job of saying, you know what? I am going to be selfish because when I'm selfish, I'm better for it in the long run. I'm a better wife and I'm a better mother when I come back. So, you know. Anyways. Yeah, and hearing that now, it's like, yes, yes, and yes. But if you would have had that conversation with me 10 years ago, I would have been like, well, that's not okay. You know? Mm, yeah. I was just, I was brainwashed. Definitely. Yeah, that's think, true. Yeah. Selfish is not okay. Yeah. And, yeah. So, <laughs> and I also, like, realized when I was leaving, like, I don't want to become that woman that is bitter and that is crabby because I do hate my husband, but I was too afraid to leave. See, and that's super mature. Like that's like, you've so, so like evolved yourself over the years. Like I know that I need to be a certain way for me. Right. And I can see down the road that I'm not going to be this way if I don't change what I'm doing right now. Yeah. You're in social situations and you're just sitting there like a little mouse in the corner Mm -hmm. while you're, Husband's entertaining everyone and putting on this show and you know the real deal. You know right. what's really going on. Right. And, and Michelle is larger than life. Like as, as big and loud <laughs> and, and party central as I am, I'm nothing compared to Michelle. <laughs> Like, I can't explain. She's like a party bus. And I'm like, uh, I'm like a, a party, party lounge chair. I was like going to say the party Volkswagen. Yeah. Whatever. Tiny the, little the party Volkswagen. mini Cooper. So, yeah. I mean, it's almost like, Denise, if you could ever imagine me being stifled by somebody. Like, I oh, just, I can't. No you're way. like, that, that can't happen. So imagine no. if it did. Mm-mm. And and that's what you have, but on such a larger scale because of who Michelle is. So it was a big change and shift in who she was. Yeah, right. definitely. Gotcha. And okay. now my kids see who I really am, which is obviously that's thoroughly important. Yeah, exactly. They're but like, the our time, mom is the person dev- she was meant to be. Yeah, but they were yeah. devastated when we told them they were... Um, 14 and 16 when we sat down and told them and told my ex at the time I'm like if we we're gonna set down the kids you know we need to be on the same page that this is a mutual decision da, da, da. he's like yep I totally agree we sat him down two seconds he's like just so you know your mom's doing this I do not oh, want to be part of it of course of course so there was that and then my kids are like we were the only ones that still had married parents they mm. just they were floored because they never did see us fight right they're like this is 
weird. Like, how yes. did this all come about? They probably had a lot of questions. <laughs> they did. And my older one obviously was a lot more vocal. But, you know, just seeing your kids cry over that, it's like I'm making them go through this them unhappy yeah and that oh I gosh. still can't get over I talk to Trisha about it all the time it's like that guilt. no and yeah it, and I can't I can't imagine but it's like he is so culpable in this right he is so to blame in this so it's not you he created an environment yes. in which it made it impossible for you and I know how much you love your kids you're a fantastic mom and I know it was heartbreaking and devastating and if he just could have changed a little bit a fraction if he would have changed a fraction you would have stayed for the boys now I don't know how many more years maybe a couple more years but still I he's so culpable in this and that's where I understand your guilt I do but but he's the one that created the environment Michelle yeah 100 percent but um, it doesn't make it any easier though. and I also think no. it's because now I'm removed from it when I'm in it and you know you're being brainwashed pretty much yeah those all of that guilt was on top of that yeah so, guilt on top of guilt exactly yeah oh boy but my kids are healthy and somewhat <laughs> they're contributing to society in a positive way as I said they are yeah. that's Oldest good because you're led by such a good example <laughs> Really? Oldest yeah. son has gone to Haiti. I mean, Daniel has gone to Haiti several times to yes. work with the kids. Yes. Um, but he's gone down there multiple times. And, you know, I and, and Michael is such a great kid. And I just, they're really good boys. <laughs> they are really good boys. So she, she did a fantastic job in the midst of a really difficult marriage. Yeah. She did a great job. Was- <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, you know, you probably needed to have the divorce to be able to be, you know, like your own person with your own parenting style to show your kids, like, this is the way I want you to be as a person and not that way. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And my, you know, my parents are still very close with my kids and, you know, we see them, you know, almost weekly. And so they see that positive. Yeah. Right. That they're together. And my ex got married right away and he's, you know, has his big house again, and he didn't blink an eye. He wrote me like yeah. a three-page love letter on how he wanted to date me again. I never read it, and then <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're like <laughs> literally never read it, and then, right because yeah. you're like this is all going to be full of nonsense. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, so yeah, why well, read it? It's just a waste right. of energy to analyze it. So yeah, it's somewhere in a box somewhere, and I've never read it. And yeah, so we got. I was shocked he got married right away. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to be single forever, and I'm like. Mm. You know, but he married someone his age, which was probably a lot better. So maybe he won't treat her that way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know. And I've never met her and they've been married probably almost three years now. Yeah. I've been single now seven years. And your paths have never crossed, even though you have children with your, like, that's interesting. And your kids, like. They live there. My kids live there. Oh, yes. You had mentioned that. But do you, do they, like. They like uh, her. Yeah, yeah I was going like to say, her. I'm like, do I ask this question? No, say? and my kids okay. don't, they don't talk bad about anyone, neither one of yeah. my Yeah, all right, cool. So Michael's people. a little more like me. We can gossip a little bit, but they would never say anything bad about oh, her. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's good. Or, they their, have or, or their dad or anyone. Yeah, and I've never talked bad about their dad to them ever. Right. So, well, that's yeah. the best way and to he's be. he's a great dad. He's a helicopter dad, but he's a great dad. Yeah, coming coming from a divorce, if your parent talks about negatively about the other person, it just makes you not like the person who's talking bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, right. 
No one needs that. No, definitely not. <laughs> My question now then is, is so in the last year, have you been starting to feel a little burnt out? And do you, and do you feel like that's related to COVID or before COVID? So I'm just kind of like yeah, rephrasing when, the question. Yeah. Or when did you start feeling burnout? You've been at your company 14 years. Are you in your 14th year or are you in your 15th year? In my 15th year. Okay. So yeah. when out of these 15 years, cause that's a longer career than I've ever had. Denise had a career that long, longer. So Denise would talk about how she would feel burnt out and then she would kind of feel like, okay, wait, no, this is okay again. So do you feel those waves? Do you have those same waves over your 15 year career or has Definitely. it always been? Okay. Definitely. So and I think it comes back to whenever you need a new challenge too, because mm-hmm. you're just doing yeah. the same thing every day. Right. So then once I got into a new position or they sent me on a new project, then you would get all pumped again. And yeah, that makes total sense. After like I got this, this like and on paper, this is like the job that I would want to create for myself. Like if everyone's like, this is the perfect job for you, you know, and I agree, like I love, love, love it. But I put so much pressure on myself that it's exhausting. So yeah. Because I have, you know, the largest clients in the company, there's a lot of eyes on me and there's a lot of eyes on what I'm doing and my emails and everything, you know, so it's, and there's, when I first started, there was only three of us in the country doing this. And now there's seven of us in the country doing it. So it's grown and it's only going to grow faster now because everyone's spending all their money like crazy. Right. <laughs> yes, everyone's <laughs> realized post COVID yeah. what they, yeah. what they want to spend their money and time on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some days I'm just like, it's, there's too much to do. I just put so much pressure on myself. I don't want to do it. The pressure of it. And everyone's like, oh, is the company pressure? What? I'm like, no, it's not. It's me. It's me putting the pressure on myself. Right. And then I got COVID on October, like in the hospital, out of work for a month. I know Trisha told me, I was like, I feel like you're one of the first people that I knew somebody I know. who knew somebody who got COVID. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like before that, it was just like, people on the news and you hear the yeah. numbers of people. Oh, like, I don't oh my know. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know anyone that had COVID either. Not one person. Yeah. They gave me plasma transfusions and going through all that and removing myself from work for a full month is very eye opening and really hard to get jump back into it. Yeah. Because now I'm like, does any of this shit matter? Matter. Yeah. Does any of it matter? Does this sofa really matter? It really doesn't matter. Yeah. True. So, that and it's I'm still struggling with that like I want to contribute to society in a bigger way I want to give back in a bigger way designing or setting up rich people's homes is not giving back <laughs> in any way right and, you know not that I'm not grateful for my job but I feel like there's, there's something missing from my life yeah and I don't know what that is and and then for Mother's Day, did I tell you this, Trisha? No, but I saw it. I wanted you to talk about it a little bit because I love it. Okay, Sweet. so there's this little program. It's in the canyon here in Laguna. It's called, um, hold on, I want to get the name right because it's amazing. It's called Pacific Marine Institute. And what they do is they take sea lions and other sea animals that have been hurt or distressed in the waters. So he got me a day to where I go there and I, you know, spend the day with them and then I go get to go to one of the releases so when they're all re- rehabilitated they release them back into the water that is so cool and I'm like did I put that out into the universe like how did my son yes! even know to get me that like <laughs> I was just gonna ask you that how would your son even know he's very intuitive <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. remarkable 
it's remarkable. Yeah. So that's that's like I feel like this is her. This is going to be her thing Next. to make her feel <laughs> to make fulfilled. her feel fulfilled and like she's making a difference. And yeah, it's so so, so cool. cool. I wait. Did you make your appointment? Like, what do you? When are you going? <laughs> I don't know. No, I haven't made the appointment yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited, and you know. And I've always loved that place. Like whenever people come in from out of town, I'm like, oh, let's go visit the sea lions. Like yeah. it's, it's the sweetest um, down to earth place where, you know, they're just doing good with the world. You know, that's all they're trying to do. See, I love that your kids know you enough to realize what would feed my mom's soul. And then that's what they, they give you as a gift. Oh. I just, I think that is, is precious that you oh. have become, you have become who you always were, but you were stifled and not able to do those things. And now in this chapter of your life, you get to take advantage of these really amazing opportunities to do something probably you've always wanted to do, but oh. never could figure it out. Well, you know me now, Trisha, like you thought I lived life to the fullest before. You yeah. Know, now it's a whole, now years, even, <laughs> you know, you lose a lot of friends going through a divorce just because yeah. they mm-hmm. have their perspective, whatever. It's fine. And one of them was a really close friend of mine. That was like an old neighbor that, um, you know, we used to do Bible, couples Bible study together and we kind of grew apart just because our kids were doing different things. But she ran into me when I was still married and I was like really, really thin and really healthy and always working out. And she's like, oh, my God, you, you know, you look great. You look so happy. And I was miserable. Yeah, and she then was. I don't speak to her anymore because I did get a divorce and she didn't approve of that. But um, now I've laughed because I've probably gained 40 pounds since then. And I'm <laughs> the happiest in my life. I've ever been. And yeah. like the outside perspective is was completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and, so and Michelle, I don't know, we don't have to leave this in the episode, but I do think there's a mental health component that for somebody who has known Michelle for so long, when she was married and being treated like she was, she was struggling with severe depression. Yeah. She was on Zoloft and Prozac. I mean, you, you took several, right, Michelle? Yes. Antidepressants. Yes. And uh, Michelle doesn't have mental health issues. I was going to say, this whole time, this poor woman thinking it's her. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's the thing is she knew it wasn't her because yeah. she had she had lived so much of her life. I mean, she was mm-hmm. probably, what, 30 when those kinds of things set on yes. or set in. And it's yes. like that's that's not who Michelle is. And so you're watching this from afar, just going, oh, my gosh, um, I don't know what to do. And Michelle, Michelle did try to uh, leave a couple of other times. But again, you know, you're when your kids are little like that, it's it's really difficult to do so. Well, and it's, I always hear, you know, people like having excuses like, oh, because of this, I can't leave because of this, I can't leave. And it's like, and I tell them, I go, then you're not ready to leave. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. You have to come to it in your own time. An excuse. And I don't, right. I'm not an advocate for divorce at all. I do not wish it upon anybody. It's, you know, I had an easy divorce compared to most, but mm. it's still emotionally the hardest, you know, one of the hardest things. And also, like, to go back, I when I lost my first baby, like, we never went through any sort of therapy. We never talked about it in the house. It was literally just stifled, which was probably wow. the worst thing mentally for me. Absolutely. Because I had to go through grieving. I was far along, so I had to deliver oh, the baby. Wow. And, um, and I to not to go through any type of... Well, I can't even think of the word. Grief counseling. Yes. Bereavement. Yeah. Bereavement counseling Nothing. or grief counseling. We nothing. Didn't, yeah. We didn't make a plaque in the backyard. Like, yeah, nothing. 
Nothing happened. The worst thing ever. Well, and and here's the so and that didn't I'm sure you know started the downfall of the relationship too. Well, that you needed support and that right. you emotional support you, were you didn't have. You were yes. minimized again. Your emotions were minimized. It was you're not significant. Your feelings aren't significant. Let's just move past it. But my my husband and I were out visiting Michelle Michelle and her ex. We were staying at their house, and uh, this was after she had lost the baby. And she um, started. Was it? Was it before or after? No, right, right after. after. Yeah, right after. Yeah. yeah. And so she, we were at breakfast and we're done with breakfast, I think, and we're leaving. And yeah. Michelle starts hemorrhaging like I've never seen somebody oh. hemorrhage. Oh my so goodness. we had to like, her husband like brought the car around. We get her in the car. We go over to the hospital. And I remember this so vividly because I was sitting in the hospital thinking to myself, something's going on here. It's not a, like the physicality of it. It's like Michelle's body's healing, right? But mm. there was this cloud hanging yeah. in this room that you couldn't put words to. You couldn't even express what was going on. But there was something changing radically in Michelle. And you could really feel that she was struggling and she couldn't get the support and help that she so desperately needed. But I mean, she was grieving. She was in a state of grief. And here this is happening to her, reminding her of the the loss that she's just suffered. And it was challenging. I did nothing because, you know, that's what friends do, right? Just nothing. But that was probably so hard for you to see. It was. And, that, and, you know. and what do you do? And what do you say? And I wasn't yeah. living, you know, I was living a state over, but you could, mm-hmm. it was palatable to see her kind of struggling and suffering and uh, knowing well, she and wasn't getting wasn't, any help. Well, and because it wasn't talked about, I'm sure everyone sat there in silence. Mm-hmm. In the hospital right. Cause they were day. taking the cues from you guys. Yeah. So like, Oh, well they're not talking about it. So I guess we're not talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, that's Michelle. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Oh, my goodness! And then dealing with that, you know, throughout your marriage and and everything you've been through. But just listening to you when you talk about other things and you're happy and you're giggling and you're laughing, like I can just see your smile coming through, even though we're not face to face talking. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just exude this definitely happiness. I'm not Aww. calling it calmness. Yeah. <laughs> she's not. But she's this like infectious the type of. Yeah. She's yeah. a happy storm. Being. She's a happy, she's a happy storm. storm. Yeah. I, I like a happy little storm. Coming in, shaking things up, and saying, let's go party because life's too short to sit by and be sad. So, yeah, she's. Yeah. She's definitely a joyful person. I think she always has been, but yeah. some of it was masking pain and hurt and sorrow. And now I think it it may mask a little bit of pain from the loss that, you know, she suffered with her first child, but she is now truly a joyful person and I think Aww, it's it's masking <laughs> a very small pain and hurt that we all that we all Yeah, we all have. From, yeah. That, yeah, sure. You know, just from from life, scary. but yeah, she's She's a fun, wonderful woman. I am so glad she's still in my life. Well, then I'll just say then, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today and opening up about so many different aspects of your life and the ups and downs of the things that you've been through these past 35 years being friends with Trisha. Yes, exactly. Well, and your your amazing career. That, yes, you and know, your amazing here's... career. 
somebody, and I think a lot of people do this. I don't have a college education. What can I do? But yeah. look at where you've, you've ended up having your dream job without ever having an intention of having that job. Whereas right. you put it out there in the universe and it sort of yeah. came to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love Den- that. Denise, and I've I always sh- told my kids though, like relationships are what guide you. Like, Mm-hmm. I truly believe that the people that are you surround yourself with the people that you um, put into your lives can help you get to where you're going Wanna by be. you telling them what your dreams and goals are. If you don't tell someone, you may never get there. Yeah. And I was always vocal about that with my company. If I saw a project I wanted to be on, I spoke up. I want to go do that. That's key. That is and a, a key. Lot of it is like the project. Some of them were like horrible. Like, you know, you're in this warehouse for eight days or whatever, cleaning or whatever, but then I'm developing more relationships Yeah, during right. that time. Right. You're, you're always learning something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I never said no to anything, whether it was IT stuff, which I have no business doing, but I would still say yes to it because it would take me to home office and I would meet more people and meet the president face to face and, you know, all of that. And that helps I don't know, especially for a person that doesn't have an education, it's the easiest and most comfortable way to yeah. move forward. And to make important connections that are beneficial to your career. And yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good piece of advice, certainly. Yeah. That I think my true. biggest takeaway then is to stop saying no and start saying yes. You yes. got to be a yes girl. <laughs> When it comes to your career, you got to be a yes be girl. Be a yes girl. Okay. I'm writing it down. Every year, year when I have, get my review, though, it is my feedback that I say yes too much and I need to have my boundaries and delegate <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is there is something. I yeah. read a book one time called The Best Yes. Yes. And it taught you how to say yes to the best things, but also that sometimes you do need to say no. That yeah. no is a helpful word. And I think no is is sometimes more helpful in our personal lives just to say, no, I'm not going to put up with that. No, I'm not going to do that. No, that's not what this is going to look like. But it does also serve us well in our professional lives. But it's so much harder because you feel like if I say no, is my career over, right? If I say mm-hmm. no, what's what's the uh, the fallout from that? Thank you, Michelle, for joining Thank you, Michelle. us. Thanks for letting me be your guest. I feel so special. Oh, you Thank are you. special. All right, ladies, talk soon. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. Feel free to reach out to us on social media or visit our website at anchor.fm forward slash life takes shape to ask questions or leave comments. Please also take a minute to leave a review for this podcast if you enjoyed it. If not, don't say anything. Oh my goodness, no. We totally welcome comments to help our podcast continually take shape.